let's be blunt. Sweating is embarrassing. Stu has his arms up right now. He's putting his headphones on and the sweat tacos are there. That's not true at all. Just like giant rings under his arms. You know, you turn him upside down. You could put meat and cheese under his arm and fold it and then cut his shirt out and it'd be a sweat taco. No, actually ruined tacos, which I thought was impossible. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you, fat boy. So listen, (laughs) sweat blocks, if you use use sweat block wipes at night like I do, I'm protected from, well, being stew. And for days and days, you can get about a week out of it. Seven days of straight up confidence. It works. It is really amazing. Developed by a, a Harvard doctor who was tired of giving speeches. He sweat a lot and having the tacos. And he was like, I got to I got to do something. And he did. He invented sweat block. They're fantastic. One of a kind sweat block wipes. Get them today. 20 percent off at sweatblock.com with the promo code Beck. You can pay more. You can get them at Amazon if that's more convenient for you. Uh, but the 20% discount is at sweatblock.com. That's sweatblock.com. All right, you sick, twisted freak. The show continues in a minute. You know how you're on the winning side? You're on the winning side when you don't take things out of context and then just shout down anybody who can answer it. Disinformation is incredibly dangerous, as you know. But it's only dangerous to those who refuse to ask questions, who who might know something and then hear something that's way out of character and go, well... Wow, I didn't know that. Maybe you should check on that. Disinformation. Why, why was the New York Times leading the charge to arrest this kid uh, for, you know, uh, violating all kinds of secrecy laws? Why is this kid, when Vinman did the same thing, he was protected as a whistleblower. This kid, not. In fact, the New York Times led the search for him. Why? Is it disinformation? I'm going to give you a story on disinformation in 60 seconds. Show you how powerful it can be. Um, The pain that you've been living with, that pain, despite all your efforts going through the years, you just haven't been able to get rid of it, have you? Well, there is something that you can try that maybe you haven't, and it's called Relief Factor. If you're dealing with pain, please give Relief Factor a try. We don't buy ibuprofen or Tylenol or anything anymore in our house. We have Relief Factor. So whether somebody has a headache or whatever, you use Relief Factor. But I take it on a regular basis, so does my wife, and it directly helps our pains, our aches and pains that we have had. 
and mine were crippling at times. ReliefFactor.com, ReliefFactor.com, or call 800, the number four relief. 800, the number four relief. ReliefFactor.com, feel the difference. All right, so I guess I was trending. I don't pay attention to this stuff. I guess I was trending over the weekend and all for the wrong reasons because the George Soros money that is, you know, uh, so proudly on display at Media uh, Matters, a uh, group that Hillary Clinton, you know, she doesn't like misinformation. Hillary Clinton, Podesta, and George Soros started. I think it was Podesta, wasn't it? Uh, There's three of them. They started Media Matters. And they have spent money to cloud issues because they know Americans really just hear things and move on. I was trending this weekend because apparently I'm an anti-Semite again. And I'm not saying any of this to defend myself. I need you to hear the point. Need you to hear the point. I was talking last week about doctors and how concerned I am about our medical profession. It's happening all over the world. Norway just cleared the pass so you can kill children if they're terminally ill. This is not a good thing. It's not a good thing. Every time this happens, it starts with compassion and it ends in mass slaughter. And it is not, usually, the ones who lead it are not the Nazis. Okay? They're not. They're the doctors and nurses. They're the scientists. When people say follow the science, that's what it leads to. Okay? And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you some things that maybe you didn't you didn't know, you, you never even heard before. When we got rid of slavery in the United States and the world for the first time started to really turn universally uh, in the you know, Western countries against slavery. When that happened, something else happened right around the same time. And it was the publishing of this book. I tried to get a first edition copy of this the other day, 150,000. So I'm going to stick with our eighth edition copy. (laughs) A very important book, Origin of the Species. This is Darwin. And most people don't know that Darwin the name of origin of the species, it's not, that's not the full name, by means of natural selection, okay? Origin of the species by means of natural selection. Maybe people will know that. They don't know, or the preservation of favored races in the struggle for life. Of favored races, which means there are favored races and there are inferior races. This was the first time science, if you follow the science, it codified it. Then he wrote Descent of Man. And in that, he makes it even more clear that there are inferior races. So if you want to look for the codification, the justification of racism in America and the world, I would say a lot of it is not from, but codified, institutionalized, made okay through Darwin. Because he teaches us favored races. Okay. So what happened from there? 
Well, the American institutions and the German institutions of higher learning, again, the scientists, the doctors, the anthropologists, the psychiatrists, they all embrace this. And they're like, well, if there's favored races, we've got to get rid of the undesirable races. Okay. The other was maybe we can speed up the transition and make everybody part of that favored race because, you know, science stuff. So I said last week that it wasn't the Nazis that were killing the people in the Holocaust. It was the Nazi doctors that were doing it. And I saw a post somebody sent to me and said, oh, Glenn, uh, you, you should you should uh, see where were their uniforms if they were if they were uh, n- uh, not uh, uh, just uh, doctors, uh, they would have had uniforms. And I, I'm like, have you ever looked up Joseph Mengele? He was famous doctor. He's wearing a uniform. I mean, they were high up in the SS, but also too, you, I don't, my understanding, at least of your certainly in the context, it seemed that you were indicating at the beginning, right? Like, yeah, I mean, after a while, that yeah, no, they the ones who perpetrate, the ones who yeah. brought this. Let me let me just explain. Now, I'm going to use, and I'll tell you what I'm using later, but just for this demonstration, I'm using what some people might think is a sketchy source. Okay. Oh, great. But uh. No, but oh, good, hear me good. out. That's a good way to right. I'm, I'm guaranteed somebody is going to complain. They go, that source, that's not. But I'll tell you about that later. Joseph Mengele, one of the most inf- I'm reading from this uh, website. Joseph Mengele is one of the most famous figures in the Holocaust. His service at Auschwitz and the medical experiments he conducted have made him the most widely recognized perpetrator of the crimes committed in that camp. Because of his infamy, Mengele has been the subject of numerous popular books, films, and television shows. Many of these portrayals distort the real facts of Mengele's crimes and take him out of his historic context. And they uh, portray him as a mad scientist who conducted statistic experiments with no scientific basis. Now, that's an important phrase, isn't it? People remember him as a crazy. He wasn't. The truth about Mangala is more disturbing. He was a highly trained doctor and medical researcher, as well as a decorated war veteran. He was respected in his field and worked for one of the leading research institutions in Germany. Much of his medical research at Auschwitz supported the work of other German scientists. He was one of dozens of biomedical researchers who conducted experiments on prisoners in Nazi concentration camps. And he was one of a number of medical professionals who selected victims to be murdered in the gas chambers of Auschwitz. Okay. Mengele acted. Listen carefully. Now, it's a sketchy source. Mengele acted within the norms of German science under the Nazi regime. His crimes represent the extreme danger posed by science when it is conducted in the service of an ideology that denies the rights, dignity, and even humanity of certain groups of people.
Okay. So they were doing experiments, these doctors, just in the camps. This is late. They're doing these experiments. And they're doing experiments as physicians on sterilization, how to treat infertility. Um, also, they were doing drug trials for Bayer and IB, uh, IG Farben. So Bayer Aspirin, those people were paying these people for research for new drugs. Okay. Mangala did not actively support the Nazi party before it came to power. However, in 1931, he joined the uh, Stahlheim, the paramilitary of another right-wing party, the German National People's Party. Mengele became a member of the Nazi SA when it was absorbed into the Stalem in 1933, but he ceased his activity in the Nazi party in 1934. During his university studies, however, Mengele embraced racial science. What is that, Stu? What is... Again, what I'm trying to remember, what is the basis of racial science? I don't know. Is there a subtitle of a particular book that might point to that answer? Like favored races or something? Mm. I can't think of one. Um, he believed that Germans were biologically different and superior to members of all other races. Racial, racial science was a fundamental tenet of Nazi ideology. Hitler used racial science... To justify the forced sterilization of persons with certain physical, mental, and physical deformities. The Nuremberg race laws, which outlawed marriage between Germans and Jewish, black, and Romani peoples, were also based upon favored races. Just to remind you, this is a very, very expensive book you keep banging on the table. Yes, I do. Uh, this is eighth edition. This is this still is pretty expensive. Still, it, it is. In 1938, Mengele joined the Nazi party and the SS in his work as a scientist. He sought to support the Nazi goal of maintaining and increasing the supposed superiority of the German race. Mengele's employer, not the German, not the German uh, Nazis, his employer and mentor, Dr. Virtuer. He was working at a clinic, and I'll tell you the name of that here when I get to the sources, uh, also embraced biological racism. In addition to conducting research, Verschauer and his staff, including Mengele, provided expert opinions to Nazi authorities who had to determine whether persons were qualified as a German under the Nuremberg laws. So they were just scientists and they were getting some funding from the government because their goals matched. And they were getting money from uh, pharmaceutical companies because their goals matched. Not all of them was it at one of the, first. Was it one of these things, though, where like all these scientists believe the exact opposite? Nazis come into par power and then all of a sudden they had to change what they believe. Correct. Was it that type of situation? No, no? it really... It really wasn't. Uh, really? Scientists in the biomedical fields, especially anthropologists, psychiatrists, geneticists, many of the medically trained experts played a role in legitimizing these policies and helping to implant them. They'd embrace these ideas before Hitler came to power. Wait, what was that last part? They embrace these ideas before Hitler took to power. Huh. And they would welcome the regime because of its support 
of eugenics and support of their research. Wait, not the other way around. Not the other way around. Mm. Isn't that weird? All this, you know, again, what you know, you're sourcing on this. Mm. I mean, I, I think that's an interesting proposal, but like until you, you hear a source, yeah, and we don't, we can't judge. Well, let me just give you one more thing. Okay, physicians were drawn disproportionately to Nazism due to overcrowding in the profession, aggravated by economic depression. And as a backlash to the relatively high proportion of Jews in the medical practice. Mm. So it wasn't just the eugenics uh, doctors. It was also 11% of the German physician were Jewish. So there's a backlash against that. It was a backlash Mm. because they were hungry and desperate. Mm. And somebody gave them a reason to say, yeah, get them so I can have mine. Now, I'm going to take a break because I just want you to just want you to realize what I'm saying here. That it is not just the Nazis. It's the doctors. The doctors had this ideology starting way, way back. And science was unleashed and promoted by a corrupt ideology. They both had many of the same goals. The Nazis just took it further than maybe some, some doctors may have wanted. It's the collusion of government, pharmaceutical companies, the world of science and medicine that brought us the Holocaust. I'll give you my source here in 60 seconds. When it comes to doing business with something uh, with uh, someone, there are two kinds of people of trust that you really don't have to worry about. First person that's honest and you know them. Okay. You need to be able to trust somebody that, you know, you don't know. How do you do that? Character competency are the two key ingredients how do you go for character well you look for you know their past record you're going to do that when you're hiring a real estate agent we do it for you we look at what are their ratings like from people that they have worked with before that have sold their houses or bought houses what do they say about them what are their best practices because that's something that takes time that you have to look at over a long period and then do they know what they're doing That's something else that can be measured. And we measure both of these things. Then we talk to them. We get to know them as a person. That person that you want to help sell your house or buy a new one exists. And he or she works with my company, realestateagentsitrust.com. We're not a real estate company. We We recommend the best people all around the country that we feel are the best. realestateagentsitrust.com realestateagentsitrust.com 10 seconds station id okay let me give you a couple of things here first of all and i've shown this before but i never really have talked about exactly in detail what this is this is the last prescription that uh, uh, Mangala wrote, 
And we did extra research on it because I wanted to make sure we were right because we're taking this out on tour. And I want to make sure every word is absolutely right. It's not the last one he wrote at the German Children's Hospital when he was there. This was uh, written. Jeez, I don't have my glasses. Uh, this was <clears throat> this uh, was written for the Kaiser Wilhelm Institute. They were the ones that were furthering all of this way before Hitler. Okay, the Kaiser Wilhelm Institute. They were killing people in this institute. He wrote this uh, f- for the institute. It is for one. Thousand liters of luminol. That's a a poison that you put in a small little syringe. It's a sleeping medicine, and it makes the kids go night night forever. One thousand liters. That's a lot of children to kill, isn't it? Hmm. And it went to the hospital. Now. If you're a doctor or a nurse, you'd know what you're putting in. I contend there were many reasons why people got involved in this, but flawed science was the key to the doctors. The idea of superior people and people who aren't quite up to the standards. How many times did you hear from doctors Here in America during COVID, should we even have to treat them if they refuse to take the uh, the COVID vaccine? How many times did you hear that? Once was too many. How many times did you hear that? How many times did you hear people dance around it, but they were discussing it? How many times did you hear people in my position go? Yeah, we shouldn't treat them. I mean, they're making their choice. You know, they're just killers of grandma. This stuff spirals out of control quickly. If you're a doctor, make sure you know who you're standing next to. Make sure you know what is true. First, do no harm. By the way, the source is sketchy for some. It's just the United States Holocaust Museum and Memorial. So... If you find the Holocaust Museum to be an iffy source, which I'm sure there are some, uh, then you'd have to dismiss this. Otherwise, I guess that's true. I'm going to stick with the Holocaust Museum's facts, not facts from Media Matters. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. Let me tell you about uh, let me tell you about my pillow. My pillow, Mike Lindell, he's having a massive closeout sale on his slippers. If you use the promo code Beck, you're going to get his all season slippers for just twenty five bucks. This is normally one hundred and forty nine ninety eight. Uh, that means you're saving one hundred and twenty bucks in the deal. Uh, really good. Now they're limiting him to uh, ten pairs uh, per order because they know. I mean. I'm going to buy, guess what, guess what everybody's getting for Christmas, gang? Slippers, because these are really great slippers. You will love them. They come in a ton of all new colors. They make perfect gifts. 
uh, and they are at $25 a piece now. You're looking for some slippers? Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener scare, uh, square and grab a pair of the all-season slippers for just 25 bucks. They're normally $149.98. Limit 10 pairs at checkout. Call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code BECK and save. You can subscribe to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks off Blaze TV. I want to talk to you about mis- and disinformation. Misinformation is known to be misinformation. The people who are doing it have uh they know what they're doing they know what the truth is and they know how they're selectively spinning it to give you misinformation or disinformation Um, when you look at our society we're really only suffering from a couple of things and the main thing we're suffering from is we don't remember our own origin story we're like in empire strikes back And you have no idea how you got there. No idea. Okay. Why is this even worth fighting for? We don't know what we're even fighting for. Most people. And the origin story is constantly being changed on us. Let me give you an example of this from the same people that are what I was trying to point out last week with the Nazis is if you believe never again then you must look at the origin story. You have to see what seeds were planted. We know that civil unrest is coming. We know that a call for somebody to get everything under control is coming. We know that hard times where people won't be eating are coming. Well, those are many of the things that brought the Nazis to power. Okay, But there was another thing that they both happened to agree on from science medical community and the Nazis, and that is eugenics. And so how do you get to the ovens of Hitler? Well, you get there through science and uh, and doctors. That's how you get there. That's how it happened. So we have to look at the origin story to see, is that origin story showing any signs here? And the left knows this because they look at the origin story, and that's why everybody on the right is considered a Nazi. He's a Nazi. He goes, that's what Hitler did. Okay. It doesn't mean that that's the way it's going to end out. It means you should look at it and be concerned. Okay. Watch for the signs. They're changing another origin story, and, uh, and they just can't get away with it. It's the New York Times. There was an article in the New York Times today about what, what, where did all of this trouble come from with transgender people? Yeah, the title is How a Campaign Against Transgender Rights Mobilized Conservatives. Defeated <laughs> uh, uh, on same-sex marriage, the religious right went searching for an issue that would re-energize supporters and donors. The campaign that followed has stunned political leaders across the spectrum. <laughs> now... If you looked up the dictionary definition of gaslighting, it would give you this article. 
It is legitimately reversing completely what happened and saying that transgender, th everyone was just, there was nothing going on with transgender people at all. That was totally fine. Everything was going along. Everyone was completely accepted. And then conservatives were desperate for a political issue. So they started looking for transgender people doing things. Now, first of all, even if that were to be true, the transgender people would have to be doing things, right? Did we convince drag queen story hours to start? Did we go recruit people to dress up in thongs and jiggle in front of children? Was that our doing? Did we say, you know what we'd like you to do today, boy? Go play and go swim against all the girls in women's sports. Did we do that? I don't remember doing it, but apparently, according to the New York Times, we were responsible for starting this. What happened is the opposite. All of the sudden, people, we were supposed Out of to... nowhere, seemingly, yeah. for most of the country. Yeah, exactly. Not teachers' unions and mm -hmm. maybe even the press, but for most of the country... Out of the blue. Oh, out of the blue. All of a sudden, teenage boys were defeating teenage girls in swimming events. All of a sudden, we were told to just accept the fact no. that our teenage children embrace it and, and go even farther. That our teenage daughters were now going to get changed in the locker room with naked males. At first, we were told that's a conspiracy theory yes, sure. that the Republicans are just making up because they're so desperate. Right. And when all of this started happening and suddenly, instead of all of us uniting with 100 percent of all people left and right saying, of course, we're not going to let a 16 year old boy get dressed in the same locker room as a 16-year-old girl, even though that was accepted for hundred thousands of years, <laughs> all of a yeah. sudden we were supposed to accept the exact opposite behavior. All of a sudden it was obvious and it, that it was hateful if you didn't want that to occur. And what we're told from the New York Times is the reason for that is conservatives were looking for an issue. We just, we ran out of the gay marriage talk. So we were like, I don't know. Maybe we should think about opposing women and, and boys and girls getting dressed together in the same locker room or competing against each other or having drag queen story hours. Let's come up with a mythical thing that's definitely not occurring. We'll have to recruit people to participate in it, I guess. But since it's not a real thing, let's get mad about it and create it from scratch. That is literally what this article is describing. Yes. And and let me give you how incredibly deep and well-researched this is when I go to the first expert quoted into why this theory is correct. Ari Drennan, the LGBTQ program director for Media Matters. <laughs> literally the first expert they found. It's a person who works at Media Matters. <laughs> it's a strange world to live in, said Ari Drennan, the LGBTQ program director for Media Matters, a liberal media monitoring group that tracks the legislation. As a transgendered woman, she said she feels un unwelcome in whole swaths of the country where states have attacked her right just to exist in public. No, I'm so, have oh you ever oh my gosh. has there ever been 
any conservative law that says, you know what you can't do exist in public. <laughs> what what the hell have I missed? Jiggling in front of children in thongs is not existing in public. I, I'm sorry. Uh, getting changed in the same locker room as a 14-year-old girl, if you're a boy, is not existing in public. This is infuriating. <laughs> it is. And again, the gaslighting thing is supposed to make you feel nuts, right? Yeah. That is the point here. And I do. Because this is the exact opposite of how this occurred. They are te- And this is not me saying this. This is the New York Times who's coming out here in a freaking news article. Not a, co- not a commentary. Not an op-ed. A news article telling us this is how this story occurred. It would make you feel insane if they didn't do it all the time and their tactics were so obvious. Which brings me, by the way, back to your little Nazi rant from last half hour. <laughs> Which the same crap heap of a group that everyone has known is a crap heap, media matters, and yet they still continue to use and hold up. Can you imagine them being like uh, going to like the Proud Boys as an example of an expert on a topic? (laughs) They would not do this, and they do it with media matters all the time. And they act not even this isn't even commentary on like, okay, we're media matters and this is what liberals think about news coverage. No, we're just gonna go to Media Matters employees who are obviously biased or they would not be working at this crap heap of an organization. And they're gonna go to them as experts. And then this weekend, apparently you're trending about this this Nazi situation, which is just a fascinating example of how stupid our society is. Right? Like you what you said, I think, in the quote that they pulled out of context of a conversation where you were talking about the origin story, the the prequel, if you will, of the Holocaust. How it all started. How it all started. How did this all start? And you're talking about the problems that if and you're not even you're not accusing of this of happening right now, but you're saying watch the warning signs when governments and science work too closely together. Sometimes it gets out of control and can lead to bad things. And you talked about the doctors and how they started at the beginning, at the beginning, with killing. Uh, people who were undesirable at the beginning. Children. It was children. And it was all who were living lives. It was, comp- it was quote, un- and I don't, don't say compassionate. It's quote unquote compassionate mm-hmm. because that's what they said they were doing. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about that. And you said, I, I, I may butcher the quote slightly, but you said basically, you know, it, it wasn't the, it wasn't Nazis killing Jews. It was the doctors who were doing it. It was the Nazi. It was the doctors who were Nazis. Who were Nazis. You even said mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Just makes this even more infuriating. Mm-hmm. So the beginning of this uh, whole situation, you're talking about the beginning. But in that one little clip that they pulled out of context, you didn't say at first. You didn't say it was the doctors at first. It wasn't Nazis at first who were do- doing it. It was the doctors. Now, well, literally anyone who listened to this this monologue would know you were talking about the, the origin of, of the even, Nazi movement. But... but even if I wasn't, Stu, even if you weren't, even <clears throat> if I wasn't talking about that, all of the doctors were Nazis in the end. It, yeah, they all turned up, of course. You, they were turning the non-Nazis in. Right. Nazis had to go. Uh, Non-Nazi doctors, they, they existed, but they certainly weren't standing up in mass because they would be the next with the syringe in their arm. Right. Of course. They knew that. And you didn't accuse all doctors. As you pointed out, 11% of them were Jewish. They weren't all at, doing at the beginning. This. There uh, yeah, were at none. The beginning. There were none at the end. Yeah. So the point, though, I'm making is they take this part out of context where you make this point. 
and you don't say at first. And then they put it out on the internet and a bunch of people, some people who even seem to like you, like are actually friendly, don't even bother to do the research uh, or even listen to the entire context. And they say, gosh, I can't believe this. Glenn Beck is saying Nazis didn't kill any Jews. Now, what human being on earth believes that Nazis didn't kill any Jews? It was only doctors that were Nazis, but it wasn't Nazis, which again, doesn't make any sense because you even qualified it in the moment. But if you take it out of context, and I'm now losing my voice. If you take... Even, Glenn, I could Glenn, give you. I could no. give you. I could give you somebody who doesn't believe that's true. You disprove this. The the, the Grand Mufti of uh, of Iran, the guy, the the A head, the head cleric, Holocaust <laughs> okay. denier. Okay, Holocaust denier. Now I don't know his exact views on the Holocaust. Okay, but I will tell you this: mm-hmm. even Holocaust deniers know. That Nazis killed Jews. If you look at them, what they will normally say is, they didn't kill 6 million Jews. It was actually only 50,000 or 6. (laughs) But even they will admit, (laughs) even they will admit that Nazis killed Jews. Everyone on earth knows that Nazis killed Jews. And according to Media Matters, but they put it out there and they didn't even say it. They just put it out there as if you're just supposed to understand that Glenn Beck thinks that Nazis, it wasn't Nazis, it was doctors. And look at, we've caught him, even though you didn't catch him. This is something every single person, media matters, every single person involved in pulling that clip knows exactly what they were doing. They all know they are lying. And they do it every day for a living. And through donations from people like George Soros, not, well, and also exactly George Soros, but also people like George Soros, uh, people who just want to try to sink conservative media figures. I'm going to keep, I could keep going on this, but I literally am losing my voice. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Ah. The good news is you know the truth. You just need to encourage others. Don't ever fight the truth. Don't ever shout anybody down. You don't have to shout them down. Anyone who is trying to silence anyone else's voice they're on the losing side. It's working. I'm losing my voice. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're on the losing side, Stu, I guess. Uh, TuttleTwinsBeck.com uh, is our sponsor this half hour. And this week only, they are giving you a, a book for free, Tuttle Twins, Learn About the Law. Now, this is something that I think we could send to a lot of our judges in America. How good laws help us. What are laws actually for? Why laws sometimes are bad. And once people get what the reason we have laws to protect our rights, bad things go away. Wealth redistribution, legal plunder, using laws as weapons to hear uh, to hurt political opponents. That all swirls down the drain once you understand the law. So, teach it to your kids. The Tuttle Twins learn about the law. All you pay for is shipping this week. There is also information on the website about how you can get the grown-up version of the book for just a buck. It's a classic, and you and your family should read it. It is TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the grown-up version for a buck and get the kids' version for free. Just pay for shipping. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Glenn Beck.
Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Is the um, is the story of the leaker bother you at all, Stu? Yeah, I feel a little. I, I feel like everyone's running to their corners, and you don't really know yet. We don't know yet. I I feel like there's a lot more to learn about the story before we know what the real truth of it is. So remember, Vinman did exactly the same thing, except he was protected as a whistleblower. Now, this guy isn't saying he's trying to stop Trump, and so that might be the thing. Right. Um, but, you know, it, so far, it, you know, when I grew up, we were in the Cold War. And in the 1980s, I mean, they would arrest FBI, SWAT team would come in, and they would arrest some guy, and he was a, a Russian spy for all these years, and he was selling Navy secrets. That kind of stuff I understood. This I don't understand. Because this kid doesn't look like he was trying to cause harm. It looks almost as if he's trying to be the cool kid in the geek squad. Mm -hmm. Or he really thought, hey, you guys should know this stuff. And he trusted nobody to let it out, which was ridiculous. Although it worked for months and months and months, months apparently. Months and months. And uh, we are so quick to... uh, to put this kid in jail, but those with political motives did not go to jail. And it's weird. Yeah, I'm just I, I'm I'm a little weirded out by the inconsistency. One, I'm not surprised by it, um, but also the rush to grab even more power to monitor everything on the internet because they weren't. They weren't uh, monitoring this uh, group chat, and they, the government really needs to monitor absolutely everything now to keep things under control. That seems uh, a little like the Patriot Act, kind of, you know, hey. The Glenn Beck Program. You're not patriotic if you don't comply.